Welcome everyone to the live stream. We are going to go through uh, just some Q&A and then we're going to jump into, I want to run across this article that I saw that talked about uh, homes being 77% or 77% of homes being less affordable than they used to be. I want to talk a little bit about that and kind of uh, how headlines can kind of be can misconstrued um, a little bit. Uh, but for those of you who don't know who may, may be joining, my name is Kyle Seagraves. I'm a certified mortgage advisor, also a licensed loan originator. Um, and so we're going to spend, you know, next hour or so. We'll, we'll go through questions. Feel free to leave those in the chat. Please be patient <laughs> with me. I am one person. Uh, I try my best to get to all these questions, but uh, I am I am not perfect. But uh, Jennifer, it's good to see you here, and you are definitely a mod uh, now. So um, I see Nightbot is finally working. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's definitely still happy to have Jennifer, you as a mod. Um, but I'm just glad to see Nightbot is working to be able to throw in some of those links in here as well. Uh, Nightbot can never replace the incredible mods. Um, James, good to see you. We got the warm tone lighting, of course. Um, Oh, do, 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 do. Okay, Marissa, welcome. Lucky, how do I do just that? I don't, I couldn't tell you. Don't know what that means. Um, how does medical debt less than 5,000 affect the underwriting process? There's currently no payment plan in place. Medical debt will not affect the underwriting process. So you should be okay there. Uh, Jackie, hello, welcome. Um, do, 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 do. Jennifer, you said, According, there's a YouTube channel called World According to Briggs. Did a top 10 cheapest cities to buy a house? No way. Dayton's on that list. Well, we got to find this. Okay, you said it was called, what is it? It's top, top 10 cheapest, top 10 cheapest cities to buy a house. According to Briggs, is this it? Are we going to find good old Dayton, Ohio in here? I probably should watch this later. Where is it at? I'm just really curious to see like what image they used. Is it near the top? <gasps> no. There's no way. I like Dayton a lot. And, oh wait, here it is. Wow, finally our time to shine. Oh my gosh. Finally, our time to shine. That's definitely Cincinnati though. <laughs> um, okay, let's all, I won't get distracted about Dayton anymore and we'll, we'll get into the rest of these questions. Um, doo -doo -doo. Okay, Anisha, welcome. Welcome. Uh, Benny Benai, I believe, Alexis, welcome, Julie, Crystal, uh, DJBENT, Marcia, Luke, yes, it's a Neumann. <laughs> okay, I'll jump into some more questions here. Um, are you able to buy a vacation home for Airbnb in a different state if you don't have a mortgage at all on a property? Uh, yes, mm. you're asking if you can buy a second home for Airbnb in a different state. I think you'd have to buy it as a, I know you can buy an investment home, but if you don't currently own a home, I don't think you can buy a secondary home because they would be able to see that you're trying to use it as an investment property 
without having to pay the price for the investment property. Um, so I think you're going to have to buy it as an investment home and not a secondary home. I would double check with a couple loan officers, uh, run that scenario by some underwriters just to double check since it's a little bit of a strange uh, scenario. Um, two weeks until I earn my one year supporter badge. Uh, that's incredible. Thank you so much for supporting. Um, and yeah, you've been a Jennifer, you've been a mod for a hot minute now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure you've been a mod for a while. Um, Julie, you said, who's considered a first time home buyer? A first time home buyer is someone who hasn't been on the title to home in the past three years. Victoria, welcome. Um, with an FHA loan buying a fourplex. Um, let me move this over just a tad. Uh, is there anything that the ban using the other three units as a short-term rentals versus long-term? Um, nope, no no loopholes. You can use them as short-term or long-term rentals. It doesn't matter. As long as if it's FHA, you do have to live in one unit for at least one year before you decide to move out. Um, you can sell anytime within there, but if you're going to move out and then rent out the unit that you're in, you need to be there for at least uh, one year. Mm -mm. Steven said thoughts on building a house in Ohio as a first time buyer. Um, I think, I mean, Ohio is a, I mean, it's hard to say for all of Ohio, uh, because there's all these different pockets of Ohio. Um, so as a state, I feel like any state is not good to have necessarily a blanket of like, it's good to do this in Nebraska. It's like, cause Nebraska's big, Ohio's big. Um, it all is going to depend on your local market and what's happening in that local market. So for instance, where I'm at, uh, you know, there's the city of Vandalia. Vandalia has a bunch of like industry coming into it. And I see some new home developments that got built a few years ago. And the thing is, Vandalia is just kind of like, eh, it's just kind of coasting compared if you go 20 minutes south and you see uh, a lot more development happening. So if I was going to build, I would choose to, to, to build where there's actual development growing, where I knew that the home price values would continue to grow and not stagnate in the kind of boring, mundane cities that people don't want to be in. And so I really think it's more of a local neighborhood thing than a, a state-by-state -state thing. Um, Anisha, you said, my lender was supposed to lock in my rate on Friday, sent an email and everything confirming the rate lock. However, I just received the loan documents to sign it and the rates lock was today. That is super frustrating. Um, I'm really curious to see what what was the uh, what was the average change um, in here? So what you all can do is you can go to winthehouseyoulove.com slash rates and um, I have in an average national rates in here. Oops, not that button. We wanna do today's rates. And I'm curious to see what the rate trend is. It will show you all the rates for different types of loans, but I wanna see, you said uh, Friday, when was this? Do, do, do. was hovering around 3.5 and went up to 3.6. Um, so the interest rate change isn't super significant. However, what might've changed would be the closing cost change. There might've been a closing cost uh, difference. And so if that was the case, if your closing costs have gone up because of this or rate has gone up, I would first be interested in how much longer you have until the closing date. If you have enough time to be able to switch lenders, you might be able to use that as uh, some leverage to give to them giving you a discount for whatever that change was. Because if they told you that it was going to be locked in on Friday, but they didn't actually lock it in, and then you have to take on the cost because they didn't do something they said they were going to do, that's when I would start to get some leverage of like, actually, I think I might switch lenders uh, with somebody who's 
a little bit more on the ball and can follow up with what they're telling me. Um, so either this gets corrected and I have the same cost that I was expecting to, or I'm going to need to talk with somebody else. And that's something that you might be able to explore. However, just keep in mind that if you do talk with somebody else, their rates may still be at that higher market price. It really just depends. But I would want them to give some sort of resolution. If that was something that happened, uh, if there was an event where I did that to a client, um, I would cover the cost no matter what it was, because it's just not fair to say you lock something and then charge somebody uh, the additional for that. It's just kind of crummy. Um, is it better to wait to find a home, uh, that everything, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it better to wait to find a home that has everything I would need and want or buy a house now before rates and prices get even higher? Um, this is going to depend on a lot in your market, but the way it seems for most people is that it's going to take probably a long time for you to find a home that has everything you need and want and consider are you in the stage where you want to buy a home that has everything you need and you want? Just based on your profile picture, it looks like you're probably in you know probably 20s to 30s-ish range. Uh, it's dangerous guessing somebody's age, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you don't need to buy a home that has everything you want early on in life. A lot of people forget to view homes as a stepping stone. Because I can buy a home now, and maybe it has 70% of what I want, and maybe I can do some work to get 80% of the way there. But then you can always hold on to that home, choose to sell it later as home prices increase, sell it for a profit, rent it out, do whatever. Use that to leverage to get an even nicer home in the future. And so homes can be this stepping stone approach. That's why you often hear the word starter home, is people are not looking to buy uh, a home that has every single thing that they need. Because often, even if you're like, I love where I'm at, I'm probably gonna stay here forever. Most people don't. Most people on average stay in their home for 10 years. Uh, that's like a historical average for how long people stay in a home. And so I would buy a home that has a, uh, most of what you need, uh, fill in more of the needs category than the wants category. And then as you start to, uh, as you start to be in that home for a while, you might start exploring other homes, but I think that stepping stone approach is much better than trying to wait and then uh, potentially getting priced out of the market because it does not look like home prices are going to slow down and demand will slow down um, really anytime soon. Uh, Wallen, it's good to see you here, my man. It's been a while since we've uh, we chatted. Um, mm -mm, yes, like James said, please don't spam. I'm going to try my best to get to all these. Um, okay. Can you use future rental income to qualify for a mortgage if renting by the room in a condo? You cannot use the rental income from just a room. It has to be a separate unit. Um, Mr. Donnie Mac, appreciate the free Google Sheet calculators. You are welcome. I am working on um, a a web page. I'm probably going to have it like whenthehouseyoulove.com slash tools, and I'm just going to list out uh, a bunch of the stuff that I have. And so my goal is to kind of be the YouTube channel that just has like tons of resources. Um, so some of them are going to be free. Some of them are going to be paid. The paid ones are going to be the things that help me continue to do this. I know we always want things to be free, but it's kind of what's required for me to be able to have the time to be able to create more stuff that's helpful. So I am working on that here uh, probably within the next few months. And my goal is to just have 
tons of different resources and calculators and tools and all that kind of stuff um, to help add some clarity to, I think, some of the confusing things that can happen through the buying process. Um, and every once in a while, I forget that I should probably like put some stuff like, I do have a podcast. Um, the podcast is all the videos just turn into audio, so you don't have to be in front of your computer. You can, you know, if you're in the car, listen to them or, or do whatever. Um, if you want to fall asleep listening to me, you can be a weirdo and do that. No judgment, except just a little bit judgment from me. Um, but you can just search Win the House You Love on any uh, podcast platform, and this is my Instagram. That's my Instagram too, um, if you're interested in, uh, in following. Um, has, there, has anything happened with the bill that passed for tax credit with first-time homebuyers? I have not heard that it passed. Um, if it has, there has been no update from it. Um, Carmen, thank you for the super chat. You said, how much impact does having uh, compensatory, how do I say the word? Compensatory factors. Is that right? <laughs> have on getting a loan approved. Um, I plan to have eight to 10 months reserves at least. Um, so normally what I've heard this, like normally the phrase that's used is compensating factors, which is why I think I'm a little thrown off by compensatory uh, factors, but I totally get what you mean. Um, so what you're talking about is uh, these kind of little extra gems inside of a, a loan file that um, help an underwriter say like, oh yeah, Carmen should have no problem handling this loan um, because they have eight to 10 months of reserves and all of you know a great credit score and all this kind of stuff. Um, usually compensating factors are not needed on most loans. So compensating factors are most of the time needed on manually underwritten loans. So there's kind of two different categories of loans most of the time. Um, there's one that is software underwritten and one that is manually underwritten. The one that's underwritten with software, uh, basically your loan, all the data gets put into a software and then it gets a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If it gets a thumbs down, it has to either get denied or a manual underwrite. If the lender does manual underwriting, this just means that an underwriter takes a little bit more scrutiny looking at your loan and then often you need compensating factors. So for somebody who has a high debt to income ratio with a manual underwritten loan, they might need something like uh, three to six months worth of reserves, um, maybe an additional trade line verified, different things like that. So for most people, it's really not a big thing that comes into play. On the computer underwriting side, having eight to 10 months of reserves is going to be a really big plus. So if you're bordering on the line of getting approved, that might help you push into the approval side. It's really difficult to tell with the software underwriting because it doesn't give us clear things to say what works and what doesn't. Um, and it changes so often. Uh, so long story short, if you have a higher debt to income ratio or a lower credit score, that eight to 10 months of reserves is really gonna be helpful. If you have a really good credit score and low debt to income ratio, the eight to 10 months probably isn't gonna change that much because you already had a good approval to begin with. So I hope that clarifies. Um, it can be, you know, unfortunately in the mortgage world, so many things are just like, it depends. <laughs> and I know it sucks um, as an answer, but uh, it's kind of it's kind of the state of things, unfortunately. Um, mm, 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 mm. Yeah, and Drew said sometimes the month's reserve will get the uh, underwriting automated underwriting system to give you the thumbs up. Absolutely. Uh, my husband and I are looking to find 
buy a house and move by the end of February. Ooh, okay. Uh, we're planning on using Bank of America grants. Do you think we have enough time? Um, I think you do. You are on a bit of a, a crunch here. And with that short of time, depending on kind of what market you're in and how competitive things are, you may have to, um, I wouldn't be afraid of this word, but you may have to settle. Instead of settle, let's use the word compromise on some of those things that you want to find in a home with that short time frame. Because I know around here, there is just so little uh, available homes for what most people are looking for. And so the longer time you have in the market, the easier, the more chances you have of finding that home that you're looking for. And so I do think it's possible. I do think things are going to be tight. And with a shorter timeline, you may run into a little bit more compromise uh, than you may have preferred. Um, but as long as you're okay with that, then that should be um, fine. Can you qualify for a home using money you received from a settlement? Yes, as long as you just give those document that that documentation to the lender to verify uh, the settlement amounts. You should be fine there. Um, twenty twenty two guidelines for conventional loans. So I am working on. Actually, love your feedback on this. Uh, I am going to be working on uh, twenty twenty two FHA loan requirements, conventional loan requirements, USDA. VA loan requirements, as well as I'm going to throw in NACA this year, uh, 2022 NACA requirements. Um, so feel free if there's things that I've missed in the FHA or conventional loan requirements videos, feel free to leave those in here. Um, and I'm currently working on notes to improve uh, for the the upcoming uh, loan requirements videos. And I can show you share a little bit. Actually, no, I'm not going to share a little bit. <laughs> I don't want someone to steal these these sweet video ideas. Um, you'll see when it comes out, but I should be coming out with a new uh, FHA loan requirements soon, and then uh, following up with conventional VA, USDA, and uh, NACA as well. Um, mm -hmm. Am I still considered, why am I tripping over all my words today? Am I still considered a first time home buyer? If you have owned, if you have not been on the title to a home in the past three years, you are a first-time home buyer. Um, I'm planning on buying a home with three of my siblings. Can you talk about the difficulties that could arise with trying to have four people on a loan? Um, to my knowledge, four people is the maximum. Could be wrong with that. Um, it also may depend lender by lender. There may there may be lenders who have overlays saying that they don't want more than two. Really what ends up happening when you have more than uh, two people on a loan is it's just double the amount of underwriting work to verify uh, employment and income and debts and everything like that. Um, I have only done loans for two people at a time. Um, and so I don't, other than it just being a lot of work and finding the right lender uh, who would be able to do that, I don't think you should run into too many issues. I think the biggest thing you might run into is lenders who may have overlays not allowing uh, above two. However, I'm just not super familiar with a lot of people doing loans with more than two people on it. Do loan officers care about non-married couples buying a home together if they have 
if they also have a cohabitation contract. Uh, and that has never come up and I've never seen that be part of a guideline. Um, so to my knowledge, it should not be a consideration to a, a lender. Yeah, and Drew, um, so Drew in here, who is an underwriter, and actually Drew, I'm gonna, Drew Coleman, now a moderator. We have James, uh, we have Jennifer, and Drew, welcome to the, the mod crew. Um, so you have unlimited power. I don't, I don't know what else mods can do. <laughs> uh, four unmarried people on a loan is a nightmare for underwriters, processors, and closers. Yeah, uh, it would it would be a wild deal that I don't know that I want to be a part of. <laughs> yes, this is a Neumann TLM 102. It's, it's very overkill. Very overkill. Um, and a real quick aside, uh, if you would like to be connected with a helpful loan officer, you can go to, there's a link in the description. It's also right here on the screen. I always do it backwards. Windhouseylove.com slash referral. If you're looking for somebody who can help you through the process and getting approved, looking through different loan quotes, and finally closing on a home, um, we have a network of loan officers who can help you there. So you're welcome to do that. Uh, can you comment on San Diego housing potential market correction in 2022? Um, I don't know anything about the San Diego market. It's probably going to be better for a local San Diego realtor to help you out there. Jaime, Jaime, of course, I'll give you mod status. What are you talking about? There you are. You are now your own god. <laughs> may you may you use your power wisely. Uh, Jay, I've overthought this house buying process for so long. Man, I just have to jump. Yeah, uh, the overthinking can be really killer. And you know, I think that's, there's this kind of, um, what's the right word for it? There can be this, there's a good side of having, you know, YouTube channels like this about helping you understand mortgages and how to buy a home. But the downside of it is it can contribute to overthinking because, you know, our, our job on the YouTube side is we're, we're trying to create more videos, more helpful content for people, but it can be really easy to get sucked up into overthinking things. You know, when you're first interested in something and all of a sudden it's like, there's too many choices. Like even for instance, the other day I, I got my car windows tended and then, you know, just kind of vaguely did a Google search of like, Oh, what kind of tent should I get? And all of a sudden I went from, I think I'm going to tent my windows to there's too many options to tent my windows and I'll have to weigh all these pros and cons. And then you get trapped into this overthinking and then you can't even make a choice from it. And so sometimes I think it's really good just to take a break. It might be helpful to take a step back, even if it's for two days, like hop off of YouTube, unsubscribe from, you know, or take a break from your emails that have housing updates and whatever. Just take a break, do some things that you enjoy, use it as a reset. When you, when you come from a, a place of being more calm, you're going to make much wiser decisions moving forward. And so that's what I think is going to be a really good reset if you already feel like you might be overthinking things. Instead of powering through forward into making the jump, let's actually take one step back, recenter, realign, and then I think you're going to feel a lot more confident about decisions you make moving forward. And that is my TED talk. Jaime's got all the power, endless 
endless power. Um, Aisha, feeling super discouraged and disappointed with the process right now. Home prices are not making it easy, any easier to go through the process. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about right. Uh, I don't really have any more to add to that. It's completely fine to feel that way, to feel discouraged and disappointed. Um, and in that, it might be helpful too to just kind of do that. Oh, what if we took a step back? Um, because especially when it starts to really start weighing on us, uh, you know, if you have the ability to, a, a lot of people have logistic concerns where they have to buy a home. Um, but if you have the ability to, to just take a step back, um, that might be really helpful too, because again, we can get kind of washed in the whirlwind that whirl, whirlwind that is housing. I kind of think of it like, uh, you know, the, the kind of the metaphor, like dipping your toe in the water. Uh, but then you don't realize that that, that water was actually like this rushing stream that just takes you in and carries you down. And housing can be that a little bit. And so, you know, sometimes it's okay to take a step back, to slow down, to recognize those feelings, to validate them. But then what can we do from them instead of just existing in them, letting them become thought patterns and operating them from them? Those, that's when we end up making decisions that we might end up regretting in the future is what if we could take a step back? Uh, and that might be a little bit easier. He said, need to bring back those calm video shorts. You know, okay, so this is, the, here's the problem, is I like doing them, but when I, every YouTube analytic is like, boo. <laughs> like when you look at YouTube analytics and I can see like, you can see how long people watch a video. Anytime I would do those, it's a And then it goes up on the other end of it. And so it's like, I, I might, I'm trying to figure out like, what is the right, what's the, correct way to do it um because it doesn't seem to work well on youtube as far as things growing and what ends up happening on youtube is when you start when you make stuff where like you know in the middle of a viewer middle of a video a bunch of people drop off the video and stop watching it youtube stops pushing that video to more people and so it can like bring everything else down and so i've considered even just doing like you know if, if we did like a twice a month zoom call or something where it didn't matter you know nothing about analytics mattered nothing about retention mattered and it could hop on and it could just be a little bit more focused on uh the more holistic side of it um it's a consideration i've had so we'll we'll think about it a little bit more legend the king i started following you during covid and took notes but now it seems i i cannot afford to purchase now because everything is bought up and an overbitter price. Yeah, it's super frustrating right now. Um, unfortunately, I don't have more advice for that uh, other than validating and saying, yeah, what, what you're saying is completely true. And uh, don't feel alone in that because probably most of the people in this chat are feeling the same way. Um, let's see, let, let me, add, let me, let's do a poll. Uh, do you... Let's see, how do you feel about this market? And we're just going to do, how about a thumbs up? Thumbs up and thumbs down. Okay, ask your community. Okay, there's a poll. Where is it? There it is. Okay, if you could, how do you feel about this market? Thumbs up, thumbs down. You get two choices. 
Um, let's see, just so you can see, how's that, where, where are we at with, I just want you to feel that you're not alone uh, in that. Hmm. Um, how much savings do you need for a down payment on a house uh, for FHA? 3.5% is what you would need if you have a 580 credit score and higher. Um, how are lenders determining interest rates for a joint mortgage loan? Uh, so what they're going to use for the credit score that's going to determine the rate, they're going to take the middle of both scores uh, or of both people. So each person has three. <laughs> I'm using so much hand gestures. Each person has three uh, credit scores, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. They're going to take the middle one. So throw out the highest, throw out the lowest, take the middle, take the other person's middle, and then they're going to compare them and choose the lowest. That is what's going to be used in determining the credit score. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Manuel said only sellers will do the thumbs up. Yeah, I sellers show yourselves. <laughs> Um, can I sell and buy at the same time? Yeah, you certainly can. Um, the biggest consideration you're going to have here is can you have two, both debt to income ratios at the same time? And do you need funds from the one sale to fund the other? If so, you're, if that's the case, if you can't qualify with both debt to income ratios and, or you need the money from that one house to buy the other, most people will line them up back to back. So you can do them at the same time, but you might sell, let's say today and then you might purchase on Thursday. Sometimes people do it on the same day, and I think it's I think it's good to have a little bit of breathing room. Um, there's no point in just trying to stuff everything together in the same day. Um, but there's tons of different strategies you can use with that. You can use things like bridge loans and home equity lines of credit to fund the purchase and all the sorts of stuff um, that you might need a little bit more in in depth help with a uh, with talking to a loan officer. I've noticed, Jennifer, I've noticed there's like um, a lot of live stream like spam comments. This used to happen in regular video comments where like people, it's spam accounts will then go and comment like gibberish and they use it to try to convince YouTube that they're a real account that's active on other accounts. I've noticed that they do it in live streams too. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to get rid of that other than to block them. But then they just keep creating new new accounts. <laughs> oh, Victoria, you're 29. I'm glad that I was in the range. It was very dangerous, wasn't it? Very dangerous of me to guess the age. Um, what are your thoughts on Divi Homes? It doesn't make a lot of sense to put so much money into a home that I'm not buying right away. I figured I'd rent for two more months and apply for a mortgage. Um, I don't know a ton about them. I've wanted to uh, look in a little bit more. You know what's so frustrating is I feel like anytime I try to reach out to a company, maybe I'm just really bad at it. Anytime I try to reach out to a company, try to get more info and be like, hey, some people have commented about this. I have a YouTube channel that a decent amount of people watch. Like, could you fill me in on this that, so we could put together some information that's helpful for people? And it's just radio silence. And it's like, I don't, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, like, I don't, I don't know what to do there. 
I was desktop underwritten for and approved for a loan. So that desktop underwritten just means that was a software approval that we were talking about earlier in uh, this video. However, I still feel anxious about going to a real underwriter after I find a home. Should I worry about being denied for anything or can I sleep? I think as long as you have that, that software approval, that desktop underwriter, AUS, all the same thing that we're talking about here, and you've sent your documents to a loan officer, there's a really strong chance that you're going to be okay. Still totally get it, feeling nervous about it. Um, I I don't think there's a good remedy and I don't, and, and most people are with you. There are not a lot of people who feel perfectly calm through the whole process until the whole thing is done. So um, what I would do is if you're kind of feeling anxious, just double check with your loan officer. Hey, I'm kind of feeling anxious about the process. Could you just reassure me like that we have the approval and that all my documents match up with what's in the approval and that you think everything is good to go as far as you see? Um, and then you can let me know when we hear back from the underwriter. Uh, that way I can just have a little bit more reassurance. That's what I would do. Um, I think it's going to be a really good way for your loan officer to be like, yeah, sure, I can absolutely help you um, with that and maybe help calm, ease some of those nerves a little bit. Um, can you get the BOA grants with a non-occupant co-borrower? Um, I, be I believe so. The hard part about that program is there's so many things that are not available online. And I've reached out to Bank of America and they won't reply to me. Maybe I'm just really bad at reaching out to companies. <laughs> um, so I would double check with them. But uh, you should be able to since they're usually based on conventional or FHA loans. Um, doo, 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 doo. Okay, and a really quick aside, um, I do have a tool that I've released uh, somewhat recently called the Max Purchase Price Calculator. And what this does um, is a lot of people have the question of like, how much house can I afford? What this is going to do is it, it uh, helps you put in your income, and how much debt you have. And it's going to help you with your home affordability um, to be able to see what could you be approved for. Also, what is a safe level to be approved for for a monthly payment? What is a really risky level for your monthly payment? And then show you things like what are the other costs, um, like utilities, savings for maintenance fund. Um, it's gonna walk you through all of that. And uh, so far there's been some really good feedback um, from, uh, let me see if I can screen share here. Um, from people who have got this. And so if you go to winthehouseyoulove.com slash max price, there's also a link in the description. Um, what is in here is these are just some screenshots from emails people have sent me um, about it. And so this could be a really good tool if you are kind of at the starting point of how much could you get approved for and then wanting to talk with a loan officer, that might be a really good place to start. Um, and then... I probably should jump into doo, 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 the uh, the title of this live stream soon, shouldn't I? We're coming up on the 30 minute mark. We'll do that here in just a second. Um, Jaime said, Max Purchase Price Calculator is amazing. <laughs> awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that's been, uh, it's helpful for uh, your clients as well. Um. Okay, I'm a little bit behind here on these comments. Let me see if I can catch up. All right, closing on our very first house in Jan on January 19th. 
Oh my gosh, that's coming up so soon. Uh, your videos have helped my wife and I tremendously. Thank you, very excited. Well, congratulations. Um, I'm, I'm so glad the videos have been helpful for you and uh, I'm sure you're gonna enjoy uh, to be done with the stress of the process, finally move in and be like, okay, it's all done. We can finally move forward with everything else <laughs> that we wanna do, so congratulations. Um, is there a way to join that referral network as a lender? Um, yeah, shoot me an email um, and it's Kyle at the one the house you love com, and uh, we can talk through that a little bit. Um, can you break down how cash out refis work? So uh, when you buy a home, you have a loan it's often called a first lien mortgage. So it just means there's one loan on the, the home. Um, so there's already a loan on it already. When you have a cash out refinance, what you do is you're going to pull money out of the equity of your home. So for instance, let's use really exaggerated examples. Let's say that your home value is $500,000. And let's say you have a loan for, has a loan balance that's remaining for $200,000. On a cash out refinance, you can pull out 80% um, uh, up to 80% as a loan. So uh, $500,000 times 0.8 means we can have a maximum loan amount of 400,000. If we already have a current loan of 200, um, then we can pull theoretically $200,000 cash out in this very extreme scenario, just to illustrate. And so when that happens, you refinance the first mortgage, pull the cash out, and it all gets wrapped up into a new mortgage. So you would get a check at closing for the theoretical 200 and you get a new first lien mortgage for $400,000. Um, it doesn't have to go up to the 80%, but that's the maximum. So for instance, if you have a $500,000 house and you owe $490,000 on it, you cannot take a cash out refinance on it. You have to have 20% equity remaining uh, after the cash out, just to clarify. Um, Jennifer, you said, I was told I can get a copy of an inspection report from the seller's agent if they have one. Um, I thought the report was property of the prospective buyer who paid for it. Um, the buyer doesn't have to release it. Uh, but if the buyer gives the seller's agent or the seller permission to release it, then they can do that. Um, but the buyer does not have to give their inspection report to anybody else. Um, is PMI based on your credit scores? It indeed is based on credit score. Um, would you rather put 20% down on a house or 8 to 10% and invest the extra cash elsewhere? Mm, you know, that question's come up a couple times and I haven't run the math on that exact scenario. However, I have considered putting it together as a calculator because I that just seems to be my thing now is I just turn everything into a Google sheet. <laughs> so I may look into doing that in a, in a hot moment. Um, Javier, <laughs> really you have a favorite composer? Dude, if you, uh, if you want, uh, shoot me a text and uh, hop on here. I'll, um, uh, have I sent you the link? Let me send you the link if you wanna jump on. Uh, let's see. Contact, okay. 
if you want, no pressure. But if you want to jump on here, let's do it. Um, okay. Yes, I do love calculators. <laughs> I'm the max price daddy, clearly. Um, okay, I just got an offer accepted today. Do I have to use a seller's title company or is there any benefit or downfall to choosing my own? Um, well, congratulations on your accepted offer. Uh, it's going to depend on the contract. Usually your contract is gonna spell out who chooses the title company. Um, in around here, usually the buyer chooses the title company. Um, however, I know there's a lot of markets where the seller does. Uh, so you might wanna see if that's negotiable. Usually there's not a huge benefit that I've seen to choosing different title companies. As long as um, the agents are comfortable, they, maybe they've worked with that title agency before and they know that they can get a title report and search back quickly um, and that they're not going to run into any issues with closing, you should be fine. There's really not a huge cost difference between most title companies. Um, I kind of think of it almost like, I'm sure some title agents would hate me saying this. As far as the costs, what I have seen is it tends to be almost like gas stations. You know how like they're all just around the same price and it's like, ah, I could go over there and save one cent per gallon. Uh, is it really that beneficial? As far as the service level, there is a difference between title companies who do actually get a title search back quickly and companies who will take like two weeks. Sometimes it can depend on the county itself as well, but it can also depend on how short-staffed a title agency is. So I'd wanna see, are the agents comfortable with it? Have they worked with that title company before? And no, that's gonna be fine. Um, and if so, I would be okay with that. Uh, yeah, if you're home in five minutes, that's fine. I'll be on here for a little bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do Max Price Daddy merch. Oh, should I buy MaxPriceDaddy.com? <laughs> I feel like that's, that's a subscription service of some kind, isn't it? Um, there's no there's no benefit to me having that, is there? But I feel like if I don't get it, someone else is going to buy it. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. Um... Ew, another spam thing. Get out of here. Uh, okay, David, you also said, also should I send my accepted offer to multiple lenders um, that I've been pre-approved with? Um, I would send the offer to the lender that you want to move forward with. If you're still shopping around and looking at quotes, um, then you might want to send it to them and then they can give you a loan estimate for it. Um, but if there's already one that you're say like, this is what I want to use, um, I would just send it to that one. Um, I'm going to throw away this tea bag. Uh, Re-entering the hunt debt-free. Awesome. I liked your new perspective on PMI and not getting hung up on 20% down. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people get stuck up on 20% down just because that's what was told to them. And it's like, well, do we actually really can do we consider this, all the angles of it? Um, so I'm glad it's been helpful. I feel like, okay, hold on. 
let me log in. If one of you already bought maxpricedaddy.com, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's see. Maxpricedaddy.com. It better be super cheap. I'm adding it to the cart. There's like no actual benefit to having this. Can't believe it. Pay, pay before somebody else does. I would show you this, but I'm, I, it's going to have all my info on the screen and I, I don't want that. We're getting there. It's processing. If one of you all, if you, one of you bought it already, I'm going to see it be so mad. Okay. Um, you said, I watch all your videos from beginning to end multiple times. I learn something new every time. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you watching. Uh, oh no, it's literally just sitting here. Oh wait. Well, I put in an, I put in an old card. Shoot. I've got because what I know is going to happen is since I said it, someone's going to buy it and they're going to try to sell it back to me. Two nine eight seven. If you can, if you can find the rest of my card info from the last four, good luck. Oh my gosh, why do I have to enter so much information about my life to buy this? dumb domain in a race for time do 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 I'm buying a dumb domain so nobody steals it from me Dayton Oh my gosh. <laughs> why is it not why is it not working? Why is it not working? This is the most stressful moment of my life. The most stressful thing I've ever encountered. Pay, pay, confirm. Confirm, 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 confirm. Do it, 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 do it. Send for processing. Do it. Applying settings. Payment authorized. Come on. Yay. Okay, we have it. That was one of the more pointless domain purchases I've made. You tried, but you're on mobile? It should. It should work on mobile, Javier. Is it not? Mm, let me double check.
Okay, I'm gonna get to questions here in just a second. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, that link should work on mobile. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, let's jump back and ask some questions, shouldn't we? We probably should. So I don't know what I'm gonna do with MaxPriceDaddy.com, but uh, I paid eight dollars for it. So it, domains are usually like eight to twelve bucks a year. Very like stupid cheap and uh i'm sure i'll just like point it back to i'll probably point it to like the the tools page <laughs> oh man um joey could you remind me what the minimum down payment is for two to four unit conventional loan um investment property loan is it 25 percent? i have a great resource for you um if you go to if you google fannie mae LTV chart, Fannie Mae LTV chart. Look at this eligibility matrix. If we scroll down here, we can look at uh, two to four unit, did you say primary residence? Investment property. So two to four unit, you're gonna be putting 25% down. If it's a primary residence, two units is 15%, three to four units is 25% down. Um, so that eligibility matrix might help you out there. My husband and I are finally, finally putting a contract on a new build home this Friday, but we have been looking since our engagement in ooh, August 2020. Man, you've been in the long haul. Well, congratulations on the, the new contracts uh, coming in. Keep us updated as you go through that process. Oh, <laughs> Javier, you, you, you tried to buy the domain, you jerk. I'm blocking you. You get no access. What would you even do with MaxPriceDaddy.com? Hmm? You gonna sell all the those hot picks that I send you? You probably would. Man, we're exposing a lot in here, aren't we? I almost meant read my credit card info out loud. I mean, <laughs> oh, if we stick around longer, maybe I'll give you the what's that little pin on the back called? Win the max price daddy you love. That's right. All right. Let's see if I can be a little bit more productive in this this uh, chat. Um. Okay. Scrolling through here to find some. My realtor said that the title processing would be finished near closing date. Is this true? It's been three weeks. It's going to depend. Uh, it's kind of on a county to county thing. Some counties are very tech savvy and they have records online and that allows title searches to come back super quick. And some, especially if you're in a smaller or more rural area, uh, then the county and all their documents can just like, sometimes it can just be paper documents and it can be slow to find things. Um, so I wouldn't have any reason to believe that, uh, they, they're doing something wrong that could speed up the process. Um, I maybe just want to check in and see like, Hey, is this normal? Um, and if not, what can we do to help speed up the process? Uh, with FHA, can all household members' income be used if they're not on the loan? No. With FHA, you can only use the people 
on the loan. Can I use offer letters for proof of future income? Um, this is going to depend lender by lender since COVID, but uh, with most lenders, yes, you will be able to use offer letter uh, for proof of future income. Oh yeah, and this exactly what uh, Kira said. Hmm, interesting. You said I'd love to see you make a timeline checklist of when to leave your loan officer. Uh, <laughs> Javier is in the waiting room. Hold on, I'll let you in in just a second, my man. Uh, that's a brilliant idea, Johnny. And um, I'm going to write that down. Write that down. <sighs> Where's it at here? When to break up with your loan officer. That's a great suggestion. Totally. All right, I have that written down as a video idea. All right, let's make let's bring in the one and only. Let's see. Max Price, mommy. <laughs> Hello. Great. Can you, can you hear? Yeah, I'm not Kyle Seagraves. Why is Kyle Seagraves on top of me? Oh, hold on. You could be Kyle Seagraves if you wanted. Go follow Seagraves on Instagram, guys. Sick ass content. <laughs> Max Price. Can I put that little thing down there? You I was a... totally going to buy that domain and I was just on my phone and I and name people wasn't allowing me to log in and I was like, damn it. That is the only reason why I knew I had to buy it right now is because I knew that as soon as I mentioned MaxPriceDaddy.com, someone was going to buy it. <laughs> Well, you know what is available? Uh, Hold on, I need to, before I say anything, I need to actually buy it. Bigbussincalculators.com? <laughs> no, but I'm going to, hold on, give me one second. But anyways, y'all, how is everyone doing today? How's everyone this going? Is, <laughs> for, for anybody who's new to either of us seeing this, they're going to be like, I'm out. <laughs> Why aren't you talking about real estate? This is bullshit. Talk about the market. <laughs> They're like, what is Max Price, Mommy and Daddy? Everyone seemed gotta, to get a kick out of that uh, that comment I made on your video about Dave Ramsey not being the housing market daddy. Yeah, I like that. I also like your recent video about the Zillow. That's a, a really good idea. Oh, thanks, man. You know. Let's see. Okay. What are you well, up to? Where were you at? Um, it's been an interesting week, uh, mental wise, yeah. but I'm excited to be back and, and, and buying stuff and buying domains I don't need and going to be redirecting some stuff right now. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I, I'm good. I've been working on some stuff in the background, you know, working on our, on our, we're excited for that product we've been working on together and stuff and like not, but yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. I feel pretty refreshed. Um, I what feel like this? a video I made recently is doing okay. It was it was specifically I think people are wanting to hear us talk about topics that are not necessarily like how to buy a house or how to get the best loan, but like, hey, am I overthinking this whole buying back process or like, hey, you know, should I be saving 20 percent? So like these like odd and end questions, right, that yeah. people might have and might be thinking about. So I'm um, I'm exploring those those thought processes and people seem to like that. Yeah, so. I like it. I watched this video and I thought it was fantastic. And I was like, 
Dang it! What a great idea. How can I? How can I? How can I? What was the, what was the three R's? How can I rip off, rip steal, rip off, rip off, reuse, remix? <laughs> That's we the thing this, about like, Kyle and I. We're like, we're like, we love each other. Here's we how have, to like, take your friend's content and redo it. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that. This is what I love, this is about us: is we love each other, we support each other, but at the same time, when one of us does something really good, we're like, "Damn it! Why didn't I think of that first? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing! I'm proud of you. I love you. Yeah, damn it's it. like I love you, but also you son of a bitch. It's, that was my video idea. <laughs> oh man! But uh, I'm, yeah. so so, what is it today's Wait, topic? Is the are we answering questions or are we? Yeah, we're gonna people? answer questions. But what domain are you buying that I'm gonna regret? Oh, hold on. Just let me let me set up a redirect real quick. Give me one second. You're Sorry. all literally setting up a live redirect. All right. Yeah, right now. Um, I'm, I'm gonna plug this URL right now. In the meantime, I'm gonna answer Ben's question. Um, just bought a new build, and I'm afraid of the appraisal coming in lower. Uh, is that normal in a market like this? Actually, that's probably a better question for you with the new build side. New builds are complete trash right now. You should 100% be worried. Um, they're not only not only are they overvalued, they're not being built right into standard. So you should, I would say yes, it, it is something to be concerned about. It is a valid concern to have. Um, however, I will say that the you should trust the uh, the lenders. Sorry, the builders' greediness over your worriedness. So at the end of the day, if they you're if you can't appraise with your price. They will have to sell it to someone else eventually. So, I, if anything, have faith that their greediness will make this deal happen with the appraisal, and they're going to provide the right comps to make it happen so they can get as much money from you as possible. But right now, and I'm working on some videos right now because new builders are having a crap load of issues. And if you are not under contract yet, you guys should really consider not going forward with the new build. Really? Yes. Pretty bad. Can you um, give us a sneak peek? Sure. Um, and hold on. So, As you're saying that, I'm going to take notes so I can make it my video before you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone should buy a new build. No, just Give me the um, full outline. Share me the Notion link if you could. Show the Notion link with the the, the hero and everything. Um, hold on. Let me, let me finish this, Rick. So essentially, right now, if you look at the Better Business Bureau and a lot of these builders and the reviews are getting for the last three months of completions, the quality of the house had been very, very, like very bad. I'm going to say substandard like I know what that means. No, it's been very bad, very poorly built, a lot of issues. These guys are having issues with the material. Like here in Arizona specifically, there's a lot of builders that there has been a lot of rain. And instead of buying new material, they're putting up the material that's been rained on. Um, and, and just a bunch of things and, and it's, yeah, is it their fault? Maybe not. I guess it's a big issue with labor and supply and whatnot, but just what I'm telling my buyers right now that are under contract is you have to be on the defensive with them. So meaning you're going to have to probably overdo it with the inspections. You're probably going to have to actually hire home inspections multiple times and you're going to have to go super Uber Karen mode to make sure that you don't get screwed over. Hmm. That's really the best advice. So you're suggesting like nobody go into new builds right now. If you are, don't, like, I say traditionally when you go into a new build, um, it's just like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. You pay and you just wait and you just let them do their thing. If you're right. going to do that, that's not the expectation you should have. You should be very highly involved and checking their progress. You know, you're going to have to really, like, you're going to be an unpaid supervisor to make sure that they are not putting any bad product and the labor that they're hiring is actually doing a decent job. So would you go with, because I, 
I think we've talked about this before. Like, you you would be okay with people getting a new build without a realtor. Has has that changed? Um. Yes, because what is a realtor going to do to prevent the quality and the you know the builder material? Yes, it's helpful to have someone there to fight with you, but um, at the end of the day, your realtor a realtor is not going to do the job for you that you should be doing, which is you should go drive that house every freaking week to make sure it gets done right. And anytime there's any kind of major walkthrough, a realtor isn't going to give you like actual walk inspection advice. You should actually hire a home inspector or contractor to be there with you to to ensure that that's done. So you're better off, if they can give you a better deal for not having a realtor, you're better off spending the extra money having inspections and, and, and really just double, triple, quadruple checking the work of the builders. Look at that. I like it. This free advice anytime we want. Uh, Titan 36D. Uh, Titan 36D's nuts. (laughs) There we go. Uh, What are escrow payments? Um, So escrow payments are when instead of you paying taxes and insurance, the lender is going to pay that on your behalf. Um, Most of the time, unless you put 20% down on a conventional loan, the lender is going to require this. And the reason why is because taxes, at least here in Ohio, are paid semi-annually. So taxes are actually kind of high around here, probably somewhere around, let's say, $3,000 a year um, for the median price home. So you'd have a tax bill due in February for $1,500 and July for $1,500. And most people don't budget well enough to all of a sudden be able to handle a $1,500 bill every six months. Same thing with homeowner's insurance is usually it's an annual premium to save the most amount of money. However, a lot of insurance companies still will do a monthly payment especially for bundling. And so what happens is the lender will then um, collect the monthly payment from you, put it into a separate account. And then when those big bills come due, they will pull it from your escrow account and make the payment uh, for you. Boom. How come I can't see the chat? Boom. Oh, you should wow. be able to. Uh, I don't think Ecamm has like the public chat. It's got like a private I, chat. I like the, the changes. You you actually put some effort in your Ecamm setup. You're not just I'm, going with the default mode. I know. You you slammed me. So, every time I mentioned Ecamm, you're like, oh, Ecamm. <laughs> like, sorry, it's not whatever OBS. I mean, I, Ecamm isn't bad. I, clearly, it's just she's been you that's been lazy because now that you actually wow. customize it, it actually looks really nice. Wow. And look at this. You got. Wow! Whoa! Whoa! whoa color crap. went away. <laughs> Why is it such a dramatic shift, man? It's like, it's like, it's like I would say Thanos snapping his finger, but you probably you're like, what? What's adventure? What's up? What's up? What's up, boys? What's up? It's me, Kyle Seagrave. Back and <laughs> So, what did right. you? What did you? What domain did you just buy? I'm about to put it in your. I'm trying to drop it in your chat, but I can't access your chat for some reason when I upload your video. Let's see. You might have to refresh. You know what's terrible is my iPad just stopped. It just froze. What's going on here? Oh, dude, I got to show you my Stream Deck setup. There's like. Um, so I have a setup for home, and then I have a, a, a streaming setup. The home setup I have set up, there's like there's like features where you can actually like use a button, and it gives you the hex code of wherever your mouse is pointing at. Um, like using your stream deck, so you click it. Like I click the button here, and I can see like the back color. Your hex code is nine two F thirty two. So like like there's like things you can do to to really customize it. I have all of our links and everything too. There's an echo when I speak. That's weird. right now. That's what the someone's saying. Oh, is it because my 
No, my 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 settings are good. It's probably because I don't have headphones in because I'm lazy and I don't have any headphones with me right now. Huh. I'm gonna put your name in the title to get that clout. Get that clout. Get that All right, sweet, guys, so sweet clout. If you guys are looking, f- <laughs> hold on. Is a URL? I'm so not excited for whatever is about to happen. You always come in with these like bombshells. It's probably gonna be. It's probably is it handsomesquidward.com? No, that's a, that. That'd be hard to get. Okay, so made I made your job easier, and I made everybody's life easier. But it says mad echo, my boys. Yeah, man, what's going on? I don't hear an echo. Is there still echo? James says no echo. Hmm. I'm no clue. Michael Michael says no echo. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, Michael's not hearing an echo. Okay, we're good. Luke says no echo. So anyways, listen, if you're ever like out and about and you're like, man, I've been watching this guy, Kyle C. He's like, when the house you clock, clock house. Oh, right. I don't remember his name, but you should really follow him on YouTube. And they're like, okay, what's his channel? Ah, oh, shit. YouTube.com slash. No, no. Oh, no, no. Just maxpriceboppy.com. That's all you got to <laughs> no. click. That's no. all you got to click. And if you click that link, it takes you straight into Kyle's channel. Boom. All right, let's Max, try this. Let's try this out. Maxpriceboppy.com. Maxpriceboppy.com. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's it. If anybody is just, you know, if you're just hanging out with some friends, guys, you should really check out this guy's channel. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know, but go to maxpricepoppy.com. So dumb. I appreciate it though. I appreciate the uh I just paid eight dollars a year for the next for the rest of my life just to <laughs> Just for the for the meme of it all, I see. I think I think we're gonna end up going broke because we're just going to keep buying all these stupid domains. It's gonna be like thickplantmommy.com and <laughs> what crossed the road first? The what did you say? The chicken or the? We're just gonna use all these. That's all you got. See if I if I'm doing a YouTube live, if I'm doing it on live or if I'm on YouTube, I'm like, guys, check out my friend's Kyle's channel. It's just maxpriceboppy.com. Boom. Done. That's it. It honestly works pretty well. MPP. Hmm. Yeah, you know me. Alright, I gotta i I'm gonna find one for you. Mm. See you, Jennifer. Bye, Jennifer. I'm just so glad I was so scared someone was gonna beat me too. I was I would if I was on my computer, you would have not you would have lost that URL. I know. Because I knew once I said it, it was like it was a, it was only a matter of time. Yes. Yes. Um, do you need a pre-approval? Need a new pre-approval letter if your previous one expires? Yes, you do. And does that mean a new hard credit inquiry on your credit? Most likely. Um, credit reports usually are going to expire after four months, um, which means you have about three months of having that pre-approval because you need that one month while under contract for that to be valid. Um, hard inquiry should not be that big of a deal. Uh, usually it changes their score like zero to five points. So... It's not the end of the world if you need it, unless you're like really close on the line. Um, what I would also say too is you don't need it to always be active. If you were pre-approved, as long as nothing big has changed, just 
double check this with your loan officer. You don't necessarily need to have a fully updated pre-approval, in my opinion, like all the time. Because like somebody mentioned here earlier, like they were, they started shopping in August of 2020. Uh, and so like, you don't want to keep having to have a new credit pull every four months just to keep the active. There was no reason for us to have that active. What, what's the smirk? Someone's what are you scheming? Saying, where is the redeem? What am I scheming? What do you mean? Where is the redeem button for a duet by Kyle and Javier? That would be a really bad duet. Cause what Kyle kind of, just wait, what kind over. of duet? Like a, a TikTok duet? Oh no, like a duet. Like a singing, singing duet? We can do uh, in the, the sh- uh, I shallow. I can show you the world. You got to follow up with me. Well, yeah, you got a whole part. I, I don't come into the second I honestly part. don't know the rest of that. In my second, in my, if I, this wouldn't have worked out, like real estate, and I had papers and when I was in high school, <laughs> I would have been. I would have gotten uh, down the theater route in Broadway. Some, yeah. some I would have tried to be in theater, yeah. What kind of like, that. what's your top, what's your top, uh, musical right now play musical right now um i am watching you on that evan hansen flow what's the drama i've been no. hearing about that i've actually been i've been wanting to watch um book of mormon i'm beginning i've been actually watching a lot of interviews by matt stone and trey parker not because i'm a particularly huge fan of south park but because i'm a fan of how they've been able to stay consistent for 20 years and their whole six day workflow and then how they just decided to go on Broadway and they just killed it. Right. And I'm trying to kind of see from that because I see a lot of similarities with like you and I with that. So like, you know, they've been able to just work together for so long. So I've been watching a lot of that and I've been, hmm. I, I want to see if I want to listen to, um, yeah, what was it called? Uh, book of Mormon. You should send me some stuff on that. I want to see book of Mormon so bad, but I, where do you, where do you watch it? I think they're, I don't know, actually. Um, I don't know. Is it even on, like, is it online? I thought you had to see it in person. I th- yeah, you do. I, I'm sure they're going live right now somewhere. Um, Jennifer. Oh, she's gone, though. Thank you, though, Jennifer, if you see this. Um, Miguel says we need more Twitch content. Yeah, Miguel's probably uh, a Toby gang member. And he's probably, because Twitch people are always mad at me because I'm not on Twitch enough. <laughs> There's like 20 or 30 of them, but they're really, really upset. They when, I'm when you don't stream. <laughs> Top three uh, questions to ask that a real estate gentleman before. First of all, why does that have to be a gentleman? It can be a gentlewoman um, before working with them. Um, great question, JF. I like the line badge as well. Um, I think... Every, all of the work and research. Hey, why am I the only one on the screen right now? Why was there a dramatic effect here? This is, Where did Kyle go? You want that? There he is. Look at that. <laughs> Just kidding. Look how look at EK oh, and it's oh. full power. <laughs> I need to have it like an earthquake sound each time it happens. I know. Um, Wait, I'll do it. I'll do it with voices myself. Yeah, that was juicy. Did you like that? So. I would ask the following. I, I would do all my research independently on my own. So find out like what's good about them, what you don't like about them. Check out the reviews. Know that everything that's online has been has been modified. And people ask, how do you modify reviews on real estate? Well, we send you we send the people that we know we did a great job for to get a review, and the people that we had a really bad experience with, we don't ask them for a review. 
Therefore, all real estate review sites online are modified. And that's why everyone always has five stars. So um, yeah. look that up online just to see how much of an effort they're putting on the marketing and the online presence. Once you've done that, when you actually talk to them, I mean, odds are that the buying process itself isn't difficult. Find out if they're actually experienced in your price range. Find out if they're experienced in you know the cities you're trying to buy. And when you do talk to them, one of the questions you should ask is, "How are you right now? Like, what does your situation look like? How many how many clients do you currently have? How are you right now with you and your family?" Because like I tell I tell people this over and over again. You can have the most amazing agent that gave your cousin and your uncle and your mom the most amazing experience ever that they cry when they talk about him or her. But they could be having a huge fight with their husband or wife that month that you call them and they're going to give you complete shit experience. Or maybe they have four clients right now and then you call and you're going to be like the very end, end of the totem pole. So um, finding out their personal situation is probably the best thing i recommend you do so it, once again it's not about finding uh the best agent it's about finding the best agent who has the right season of their life to be able to help you at a high level i forgot <laughs> we had to do the the freaking uh the jamaican horn every time <laughs> you you want to you know what uh, I haven't talked about? Oh, yet? I think he meant gent. My bad. My bad. I, I am sorry for jumping on you for that. Sorry. Wait, agent? Yeah, I said I was making fun oh, of Oh, I thought you assumed that and you were just joking. No, I was oh, still in okay. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what we haven't talked about yet? What's up? Replan. But I didn't program this already to have your face in it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's get this sweet. No, that's me times two. Dude, if it was on OBS, I would have done this like boom. Dude, my iPad. Although goes. I will, I will say. What the heck? I will say hi, <gasps> Kyle's. Why? Why is this? That? No. Okay, hold on. My iPad keeps freezing, and that's where eCam is at. And it's why don't you have your eCam with your Stream Deck? I do, but I moved all the windows over as a second monitor over here, and. Gotcha. Uh, and then use sidecar and now it's freaking out and i is this it is this is this what we're stuck with i literally cannot get it off the screen because i can't get my ipad wally is really <laughs> big caballero wally is 140 pounds now he is a big boy he's going through his rebellious what? phase right now what um, in the world yeah i know it. you're a big you're a big obs Man, I will. Ecam is excellent when it comes to guests, though. That's one hundred percent undefeated. This is a super smooth experience. Um, and and the fact that the, how you can bring comments up like that—that's also undefeated. Uh, uh really cl close to what is the other one? The the goose one. That just as good. Oh, OBS uh, is no, 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 no. What's it called? It's called Stream Streamyard. Streamyard. Yeah, but OBS is great for solo streaming. There we go. Oh, there I am. Am I supposed to just dance? There's Wally, guys. This is Wally. With that little crop. I'm going to shove you right up here. Okay. Uh, give us the pitch. You got 90 seconds. 89, 87, 86. Oh, yeah. So the pitch that I told you to prepare, you're like, um, I don't get the point of having a pitch prepared. Okay, sure. And then the first time you got the chance to do it, oh man, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So guys, 
Replan is a home buying buying planner with a collection of all of the insight and tools Kyle and I have used to help hundreds of buyers just like you gain the confidence and clarity to buy a home. It's simple. And right now for a limited time, while we're still working on it, and it's about 60, 70% complete right now, you can actually sign up for free. Get And when it releases, you'll get a 50% discount, not only for the initial product, but for all future add-ons and DLCs and everything. 50% off forever. So if you're interested, all you got to do is go to myreplan.com, enter your email, and that's it. That was so hot. And that's how you pitch a product, baby. That was so hot. I didn't get the point of getting a pitch. I'm just, we're just going to, it's just going to flow. You never said that. <laughs> Look, the first time I talked about it, I nailed it. And then the second time I was just like, you know, you hit that point in the stream where you're just like, I'm brain dead right now. <sighs> yeah. Um, let's see. We should answer some questions. Yeah, we should People probably want answer to see some the questions. Dog. People end up getting mad, don't they? Um, is that Wally you got back there? Yeah, come here, Wally. Come here. Um, is purchasing a condo or a townhome better than a single family home? I mean, that depends. That's a such a. Did there? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my microphone is connected. I mean, that totally depends. If you ask somebody who's living downtown, uh, having a townhome is way better, right? or it just really depends what your neighborhoods and cities are. There's some cities that favor having single family properties, as in there you'll gain more equity by having an actual single family property than an actual condo or townhouse. And there's other areas like Arlington, Virginia, who has a very thriving and very hot condo and townhouse market. So it totally depends on your area and what, what works better for you all. Um, we got 36D coming back in here, uh, for maxpricepoppy.com. I saw your video on using PMI as investment, but would the lenders allow you to pay principal separate from the interest? Can you explain further what you meant? Um, yeah, you can pay, pay principal separate from the interest. So you can pay principal in addition to your monthly payment. Um, you just tell the lender what you want it to go towards. Uh, some lenders are going to default to it going towards, uh, interest or a mix of both or a principal. Um, but yeah, I don't know any lender who wouldn't let you do a additional principal payment on your mortgage um, to shorten it and reduce the amount of interest that you're gonna pay total. Boy, what's up with YouTube just saying 20K, that's all you're getting, too bad, nothing else. <laughs> it just what? caps me every time for a video. For views, it always, it always just casts me at twenty thousand views, and you're like, "All right, that's enough. No more for you." No, I, I thought you've been uh, getting really good views on your videos. And I'm just like, I'm just like, please, <laughs> please, YouTube. I thought you, I thought your videos have been doing well. No. Mm, well, this one, the, the one I just posted, is doing better. But no, it's that's all right. It's all it's all flow, isn't it? it yeah. Comes up and down, and it's like impossible to figure out. Yeah. Buy in Nashville or go to back to Iowa, man. We ha we don't we don't live in either of those states. We don't, we're city and state. Um, we have no idea. Go with what makes sense for your budget. Um, 
can you talk about late payments, how that affects loan approval? What can someone do if they have a late payment? Um, it's going to depend what the late payment, what, like, what kind of account it's on, um, how long ago it was, and how many late payments you have. And is it like a 30-day late? Is it a 60-day late? Is it a 90-day, 120-day? Um, so unfortunately, with everything in the mortgage world, it's all kind of, it depends. If it is on a mortgage, if it's a mortgage late, that is one of the worst kinds of lates you can do. Second to, uh, I'm sorry, then the next worst is an installment account late. And then the, I guess, best is, is the revolving account late. So like a credit card, um, 30 days lates are much more favorable than 60 day plus. Um, and so the way it kind of works is it's really hard to tell what exactly, how exactly late payments are going to affect your approval in the automated underwriting software. Um, if you have multiple mortgage lates, then I would look at it and say, we can run it, but odds are it's not going to happen. Um, usually if you have a lot of late payments, so if you have like one credit card late payment, not a big, not too much of a big deal. If you have multiple, that's when you're probably gonna start looking at FHA is a better option. And if you just have a wide array of lates on different installment accounts or mortgage lates, you might need a manually underwritten loan with FHA where they're going to look at different compensating factors to balance out some of those late payments. And so unfortunately there's not a super clear answer really as a case case basis on how much, how many lates, the severity of the lates on what kind of accounts. Um, but if it's just, hey, I missed a credit card payment, it's a 30 day late, I got it fixed, that usually is going to be okay on conventional. Anything more than that often is probably gonna place you into uh, FHA and potentially push you into a manually underwritten loan. Could have said better myself. You're, you are right about that. You could not say it better. Couldn't yeah, say it brother. better, my Hell partner. Yeah, brother. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, people say that you should definitely you should definitely subscribe to both of our channels. So how you subscribe to Kyle's channel is you go to maxpriceboppy.com and it'll lead you straight right into his channel. And you just hit subscribe and boom. Maxpriceboppy.com. What, well, what should I do for maxpricedaddy.com? Have it direct to Max Price Daddy Pappy, so that way you just boom, boom, boom. It's just this whole string of three hundred one redirects until exactly it goes nowhere. Exactly. Um, is there a minimum credit score for USD alone? Uh, you can put money down if you want. Um, there is a limit with USDA where if you can put 20% down, they usually don't let you go with USDA loan. You'd have to use something like conventional. Um, minimum credit score is 500, but most lenders want 640. 640 is what's required for USDA's automated approval system. Um, i trying to see if there's like some questions. Do you know, would you be able to answer this question? President just came back and will be sending lender down payment and closing soon. Why are there so many wire transfer scams and what can I do to avoid that? Why are there so many wire transfer scams? Because real estate is notorious for their lack of security, especially title companies and whatnot. So there's a group of people that probably found out years ago that if they just hack the right servers or are in the right inboxes, they could find out that closings are happening and people already are in the expectation of wiring a large amount of money 
therefore they and if they're not told about it if they get an email from what seems like it's their title company saying hey here's some of the down payment here they will send this large five to six figures to that wire right they'll question it less whereas if you just email somebody that's just living their life and you ask them for that much money they're gonna they're gonna have a red flag right so it's easier to scam those people because they already are anticipating doing it um it's really quite that simple yeah like drew said uh it's better to call the title company for the details and don't just go off of email instructions because usually the scams happen through email and then they're going to say oh we have updated wire instructions so the first time you get wire instructions over email i would call to verify if you get multiple the thing is i have never sent duplicate wire instructions to somebody i've only ever sent one set of wire instructions and then I follow up with either a text or a call just to double say like, hey, this was actually from me. Here's a confirmation of it. Um, what often happens for people is they get one confirmation from their loan officer, but then somebody comes in, they maybe fished for the loan officer's email. They got access to the loan officer's email account and then they send you a duplicate and they say, oh, we actually changed the wire instructions. I've never run into change wire instructions. Most people probably shouldn't. And so I'd be super, I'd be, oh, a little bit suspicious of the first one, just confirm and call and confirm. Super suspicious of the second one. Um, say I would call my loan officer, I would call the title company and just double check, this is actually where you want me to send the money. Confirm the numbers uh, for both the account and the routing uh, and all the emails just to make sure that everything is fine. Okay, how do you say, how do you say this person? Caballero? <sighs> Ca I'm gonna have to really practice. Caballero, you can say it like that. Caballero. Yeah, you can say it like that. I need to practice Caballero. rolling my R's a little bit. Caballero. Um, there may be an opportunity to buy a home from a family member. What's the best way to handle that transaction in a way that's fair and safe? Would, would I think it would still be helpful to talk, to use a real estate agent, don't you think? I would say find an agent and say, hey, bro, we'll give you like half a percent or we'll give you a percent to just help manage this, manage this deal. That way you still make sure that things are done. Like you get your, even though you're buying it, for, you can be buying it from your mom. You still want to do an inspection. You still want to do, you know, your due diligence, you know, want to make sure you do all of that. If you just go in a contract and there's no one, they, they don't know what you're doing. You're, you're not going to have, you know, there's a reason why the buyer contract is being written, the, the purchase contract is written, and most states favor highly of the buyer. So do yourself a favor, find a realtor, explain a situation, say, bro, we'll pay you half a percent, we'll pay you a percent, you know, make, make, make one or two K. And if you're not, if your mom's not happy about that, well, like, well, you're not, it, it'll, I mean, you could take the risk and say, okay, we'll just try it if you're getting a really good deal. But at the end of the day, if you find if you look enough, I'm sure you can find someone to do it really, really cheap. Yeah, and a really good deal is only a good deal if you have the money to be able to fix up the problems that it had to begin with. Like, <laughs> it's not a really good deal if you got a good deal, but you don't have the ability to actually put money into it. Uh, I have a friend of mine who they inherited a house. Actually, I don't even think they inherited. I think they has, they're like making payments on somebody else's mortgage, and they're like, "Oh, it's such a great deal because they're going to give me ownership of the home." But then when I go over there, it's like a wreck and they don't have you any money to them. fix it up and there's no game plan to get there. I'm like, well, it's not really a good deal unless you can actually do something with it to turn it into something that's more valuable. Um, so if you have the money you to do something. You tell them it's great. a wreck or are you nice about it? Um, I'm like, let's circle back to the wreck. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Um, cool. Well, we, we've been here for an hour and a half. I haven't. You haven't. Have. You've given me enough stress for an hour and a half with you, whatever have domain looked, names. Uh, have you looked up the composer, Claire Debussy? Get out of here. They, they have a song called I'm Claire Debussy. No, Cloud Debussy, sorry. It's seriously, it's an honest composer. Have you seen, have you heard his music? I'm not acknowledging this. You like these little window panes that we're in? Just yeah, all tucked but in here. There, sorry. I'll be proper. <laughs> Here's it's my turn. All right. You Your ready turn for this? <clears throat> Pull my index cards. So, Javier and I went on a trip a few weeks ago and we were talking about uh, look at him. He's, he he can't stand the context. Uh basically what we we've, we've done is we we talked about the uh, conversations that we've had with home buyers, both looking to buy home or to get a mortgage. And we just want to clarify that process a little bit because it can be really overwhelming. You're probably watching a bunch of different YouTube videos and everything might not be as streamlined as you are looking for. And so we've taken the consultations that we have with clients getting pre-approved and looking to buy a home and put it into one home buying planner that has all the info, walks you through everything that you need to know the same way that we walk through it with our clients. And it is at myreplan.com. It's not fully finished yet, but if you do sign up, we'll give you a 50% discount um, when that goes live. And then we're going to do a two-hour coaching call with everybody just to walk That's through right. all the details of it as well. Um, and what it, what's interesting about it that I don't think you're going to find in other uh, planners that you might find is we're taking a different approach to home buying and bringing everything into home buying into what we call core decision blocks. And so these are like kind of like Legos or building blocks that make up all the decisions you make when you buy a home. And so we walk you through five different pages. And at the end of that, you get a one page plan that has all of these core decision building blocks that you can reference to help you make those actual decisions about what lender should I talk to? What real estate agent should I talk to? What questions should I ask them? When should I buy? Where should I buy? How should I buy? Answers all that in that one page plan for you. So you feel more confident more clear when you go through with the home buying process. Do you like that? Get out of here. That was great, man. That was awesome. <clears throat> I don't know why I have to mention our trip. Yeah, James was like, you challenged him. I had to flex his off-the-cuff pitch. <laughs> Dude, I've been watching Succession. Tell me why that show reminds me of you so much. In what way? I don't know. Are you like are you like part of a, a very success? Because yeah, no, I just I feel like that would be totally you in one of those situations. I don't know. I like Succession. Like you, I, it's a great show. It's it's. I'm in the second season right now. Oh my gosh, it's insane. In that uh, that I didn't want to watch it because you're like oh, a bunch of billionaires fighting over money. It's much more than that. It explores the human. It's just yeah, I, especially the character that deals with addiction. Holy crap, man. Um, great great stuff but yeah honestly guys with replan this isn't just like a it started off by like a side project that hey let's just work on this side project but i think it's fair for me to say i think maybe even for you that i like shelved all of my actual products that i was working on my own stuff because this is so clearly like holy shit this is so great and revolutionary that i'm putting all of my time my spare time into building this so we're like i think we both realize as we're working on this like holy shit like Yes, we have other side things that we were working on for our own stuff, but like combined, this could be something that really helps hundreds of thousands of people, you know? Yeah. So we're both putting all of our creative energies into this. And we're actually like, I'm building calculators just for this. Like, I think I'm going to, I have a sheet that I've been working on to help people like compare 
um, houses and, and get data. So I feel like, I, yeah, it's just really great, guys. You should really check it out. Not, no pitch or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I get so it you did, you're off the chat. cuff. Now I get to do my counter off the cuff. Um, Dude, come on. Stop. Let me finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys loan officers or real estate agents? Javier's a real estate agent. I'm a loan officer. Are you sure you're a loan officer still? Uh, I mean, I technically am a loan officer. Weren't you, li- weren't, you not, weren't you a loan officer for like a day? Yeah. <laughs> there was an NMLS problem that like removed my God damn NMLS. loan officer license for a day. For like an hour. Cal Seagraves. Banned. That was not a great email to get. Um, Ryan, I just closed. Wait, Lauren Liz Realty. Who's that? Oh, he's tagging his realtor. Oh, cool. Does she have a YouTube channel? Uh, just closed on our first Very home in Miami, Florida. Couldn't have done it without all the input and advice from you both. Thanks for sharing experiences with us first time buyers. Well, thank you for watching, Ryan, and uh, congratulations. Felicidades. Miami has way better weather than we do here. It's yeah, some... but they got a bunch of races there. Do they? Yeah, Florida, dude. I, I don't know. I can't say no about much about the, the people in Florida. I lived there That's for a little bit. You knew that, right? No. When I was like seven. Hmm. An alligator ate our neighbor's Plains. dog. Oh, boy. Is that why you're afraid of alligators now? <laughs> well, not just When I that. showed up with my alligator, my alligator hat, I was like, hey, Kyle, check out this hat. You're like, I, feel like <laughs> I feel like I have a very healthy alligator fear. Healthyalligatorfear.com for 10% off all alligator merch. Um, been self-employed for six years. I want to buy a house soon and go from an LLC to an S-Corp soon. Does LLC to S-Corp affect loan eligibility? What yes, a it question. does. Does huh? it really? Because I just fucked myself if it did. Um, I need to look into a little bit of this because I actually just did the same thing recently as well. Um, oh, no. And what? Because it's a little bit more of an in-depth answer that I don't know off the top of my head. Um, so do this. Shoot me an email. Unglitch. Unglitch.io. Shoot me an email um, and I can clarify this a little bit more for you. Uh, I'll chat with... Uh, an underwriter and get some more info on this um cool that's a th- that, mm, yeah i guess i'll talk about it later se- separately i hope it doesn't i know it'll affect you because you now you're getting paid and now you have an income right um and you need two years of that income fuck I hope yeah, I didn't well you're getting over. you're you're changing your pay from what would just be like schedule c pass through to a w2 most likely right you're yeah, but W-2. you're not W2ing everything. You're just a, just a big chunk, so you don't pay that in taxes. So here's a thing that you might want to be careful of, and you might want to talk to whoever, I'm guessing, Lizzie, is uh, I don't believe you can do the W, like you can do the W2 income, but I don't believe you can also count distributions. Oh, shoot. Did you already switch? Uh, yeah, I did it like last year. Wally, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Let me... Uh, Kyle, it's not the guy from Succession. Chill, bro. You're all right. Oh, there's a cat in our front yard. Oh, Damn kill it. Cat. Just kidding. I love cats. Uh, it probably will get effect, but uh, don't change how you file taxes if you're buying. Great, gets great. Get you're very good. That's exactly Wait, right. Wait, okay. Drew, Drew is an underwriter. Drew, do you have a little bit more insight on the changing to an escort? Yeah. Because that's, I have that's... a... I did ask... Uh, an underwriter and they gave me a very long non-answer <laughs> to 
So I'm like, well, from my understanding, I, uh, it's running off the W two, but they have to find consistency with the W two income. So, I believe, again, I need to double check on this. I believe if you've had the W two income for around six months to a year, you should be okay to run off the W two. But he explicitly told me, uh, you can't do W two plus distributions. Whereas like with the schedule C, you just did, you had all of it, like all of your business income passed through. Shoot. I'm sorry if I just handed you some very bad news or frustrating news. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Figure I will say out. side note, you could do a bank statement loan as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I'm sure if you've already had a long history of being self-employed, would you have to wait another two years or can no. it just maybe no. use six months, right? So we just maybe have to delay our plans a few months. That's it. So we're good. Drew said it depends on if your business is liquid. Uh, the W-2 income is harder than the distribution. But from my understanding, the if you do get paid W-2, you cannot count the distribution. Okay. You want to see the email that they sent me? No. Oh, let's read through this. <laughs> he said no. Um, what am I looking for? Mortgage. Mortgage currency. Wait, why can't I find this? Do you mind taking me off for a bit? I gotta take Wally too somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Let's read through this answer together. Um. So, this said. There's uh, Fannie Mae Freddie Mac income analysis forms, Form 91. Please know that rarely does Fannie Mae Freddie Mac allow distributions to be used as income. Um, for partnerships and S corporations, stable monthly income may be based on the borrower's proportionate share of income carried from Form 1065, 1120S through Schedule K-1. Although cash distributions reported on the Schedule K-1 may not be used as qualifying income, they may be used to establish business liquidity and access business funds provided they are reasonably consistent with ordinary income. Um, stable monthly income may be based on the income reported on the borrower's W-2 from the business. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. The hard part, are you fine to come back? Yeah. The hard part is you likely won't have those end of year documents for either a W-2 or uh, wait, when did you start? When did you switch to Escort? Like June. Oh, 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 oh. You should be fine. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you should be fine. No worries. All right, Andy. Let me answer your question. It's not on purpose. God damn it. Hello. Why are you not <laughs> answering my question? I've asked it like five times already. <laughs> wait, where is your question? That's what he said. I, Please understand, it is like it's not Why easy to see all these. To, I'll, I'll read it to you. What do you look for to determine if you should sell or rent your house? Is that Where are you finding? Me? Oh, there it is. Found it. 
What do you look for to determine if you should sell or rent your house? So I, I, so he's asking this because he's either looking for like, okay, this is you should sell your house when you have this much of profit or this much of equity. Um, I don't think that's uh, selling your house should never be a financial decision unless you originally purchased it for the or you converted it into an investment, right? Um, I think in my case, if it's your own primary residence, you sell when it's time when it's time in your life and your budget to be able to move up to the next house. Now, if you're asking me specifically about an investment or when you should pull out, well, that depends if your long and short term goals have changed or shifted. If you're at a position you're like, I am sick of renting, I am now going to convert this short term loan investment, sorry, long term investment into a short term investment, then you should, I mean, there's no real, there's no perfect time to sell. If a realtor would have told you to sell in 2020, he would have a hundred, he or she would have a hundred percent meant you need to sell right now. And it would have been the best advice at that time. Now, in hindsight, if you would have just waited until 2021, you would have made another six figures. So there is absolutely no way to determine when is the best absolute time to sell your house if you turn into a short term, um, you know, like investment where you pop out and sell it. Like it is it. completely impossible to find that out. So you simply sell when you're ready to pull out. Um, just like a retirement, you, when it's time to pull out your retirement, yeah, you could wait another 10 years to see if your investment goes higher or simply it is now your time to retire. So now you begin pulling out. Very nice. I'm okay? looking through what Drew said. So he said it would just be a tax average, not year to date. And then he said, uh, the W-2 fund taxes can be used. Cool. Cool beans. Well, Kyle's been doing this for an hour and 40 minutes now. Kyle's buzzed, buzzed with the good feelings. <laughs> yeah, so buzzed. Cool. Well, thank, thank you, my friend, for being here. And for, you know, we got two sick new domain domains now, don't we? Everybody, www. Uh, housingmarketpoppy.com go subscribe that's, to that's not <laughs> it's, it's not a housing market oh wait <laughs> it's uh, maxpricepoppy.com so I'm getting that for you housingmarketdaddy.com no stop don't buy it from me no I'll sell it to you hey you want to do a prank on me I'll sell it to you for double. housing market daddy or housingmarketpoppy.com I don't know, but someone's going to take it from you if you hurry. I'm going to go take my son out to Taekwondo, y'all. It was nice seeing everybody here. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here. I'm going to buy this domain and head out. And I'll see you Thursday. Bye. Okay, bye. And, okay, let me see if I can buy this real quick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Someone's going to get it from me. Please don't get it from me if it makes me put in my contact info again. Why is it not working? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Check out. Check out. Check out. Check out. Check out. You know, the thing about this is, is there's probably not a single person on here who's actually trying to buy this. Is that right? It's going to make me do the whole thing again. All right. Well, thank you all for being here. I have a live this upcoming Thursday, uh, same time, 5 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to hop on, uh, Matt, the mortgage guy, is going to be on with me to answer some questions. So if we couldn't answer it here, uh, we will 
Let's give it another try this upcoming Thursday. Have a wonderful night. I'll talk to you all soon. 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 Wonderful night. I'll talk to you all soon.